This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, where we talk about movies that aren't new while the Oscars is currently going on. <laughs> uh, Should have never told is. me, Doug. Yes, yeah. it's, it's happening right now, man. Is I'm it? in the other room watching it, yeah. Or at least it's gearing up. Is, is La La Land winning this year or something? Eight or? o'clock. Is La La Land winning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wait, did they give awards to the girl Ghostbusters? Is that what it is? Yes, exactly. The Razzies. The Ghostbusters? Don't talk shit on that movie. Wait, have you ever seen that movie? I have. I actually like it. It's my favorite Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> Eric. All right, now I can't like it. Hemsworth's did, in it. How could I not? I did see it, and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> so it Hemsworth it is in it. How can I not like it? Who yeah, is? but he didn't need to be. Who's in it? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. He's the, uh, the secretary. Oh, he's the secretary he's guy. Awful. Yeah, he was bad. Like he, I, I guarantee you he's embarrassed he was in that movie. I guarantee you, if you talk to him, that man is embarrassed that he did that role in that movie because it's fucking horrible. It was it was very weirdly structured that movie, yeah. and you know the I think the biggest complaint anybody had was why isn't it connected to the existing movies? Yes, yeah. like why exactly. is it you know an Elseworlds tale and shit? It was very confusing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sentimentality wins sometimes, guys. Paul I don't Feig, know what to say. Paul Feig used to be funny, like Bridesmaids. But hey, I you know, like I that movie. That's my favorite Ghostbusters movie. So, oh, <laughs> Although I haven't seen the new one, to be fair. To be fair. You'll still like the girl one better. Probably. Yeah, you will. Is, yeah, is, you is Chris will. Hemsworth in the new one? No. Then no. no, he's <laughs> not. Yeah, I, mean, I, no. I call and, it... And, Ghost he's kicking bust, himself in the ass for not busted. being in that one. <laughs> or busties. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ghost that one bus. he wishes he was in. This one he wishes he wasn't in. That all right? That scene didn't make me chuckle when they had Chris Hemsworth coming up with logos for the Ghostbusters, and he just drew a ghost with tits. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> mm. So, god damn it, guys! What other than the Oscars being on? What is uh, what's new? Hmm. What is new? Um, I've been watching uh. I've been watching uh, the new the new Dexter. Oh, nice. I started it today. Actually, I, I was trying to watch every every somewhere everything's going on at all at the same time. What's it called? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I was trying to watch that, but the person watching it with me wasn't really getting into it. So I said, "Let's just watch Dexter because you want to watch that." So we put that on, and it was good too. There you go, Dexter. The new Dexter is very good. It is, and it, I don't think they're giving him a second shot at it. Like, I think the idea was to continue the story on, and they nixed it. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. It's done, but it wrapped up logically, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once is currently nominated for, I want to say, every fucking award. currently will win. Yeah, that's. I, I hope they sweep it, man. I That'd hope be it really wins, cool. too, because I bet on it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, It looks like a really cool movie. Also, I love... um. Shit, I'm gonna fuck her name up. I always call her Phil, but George Oaks. I'm so used to watching her in Star Trek Discovery. Um, God, my, Michelle, yeah, Michelle, Michelle Yang, yeah, yeah, yo, 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 yeah. I don't know why my yo. brain went numb, and I wanted to call her Phil, but George Oaks, yo, Michelle, yo. Yeah. She's also she, in literally like everything. Oh yeah, she's in oh, a yeah. lot, and she does she's a, like a, a lot. Just she's such a good actor. She's an action star, Shang Chi, rock star, and a movie star, and. Just, yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy career, man. Like just yes. unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, she she crushed it in that movie, man. Like I I can't say enough good about it. If you've never seen it, um, man, and now's the time to see it because it's getting so much attention on it for the yeah. nominations. Go see it. It's so 
just unique and uh, it, yeah. it hit out of nowhere. It was just weird, like curveball that showed up, you know, on everyone's radar. Like, holy shit, this movie is awesome. Well, that's the thing about it. And you nailed it is the uniqueness of it. I mean, people talk about the fact that Hollywood's out of ideas. This is completely original. This movie is fucking original yeah. from start to finish. And it's so well acted and so well written. Yeah. And, I still don't know um, what it's about fully yet. I know it's the multiverse thing. Um, yes. But other than that, I don't really have much of an idea. That's just go for the ride. Honestly, yeah. I think for yeah. the first time watching it through, that's why I want to watch it again. I think the first time you just strap yourself in, you go for the ride and you just take it all in and then maybe watch it a second time to sort of try to start to figure things out because I didn't understand half of the shit that was going on, but it was so visually stunning and the story was so enthralling that it didn't matter. Like, I'm, I'm okay not understanding it all yet. I might watch We're it like, tonight after we get done like, recording. <laughs> like Christopher Nolan's Tenet, right? Mm-hmm. That was too much for me. That was too friggin' much, you know? And I'll, I, I, I have never gotten up the sack to watch it a second time to try to understand it because it's too much where this isn't too much. This, the ride is worth it. It's worth yeah. the price of admission just for the ride of watching it the first time. And then you figure it out and, and, and you hone in on what's important to you in it the second time around. That's the way I'm approaching this one. And I'll say too, thinking about that movie in its chords, very similar to the last episode we did, the movie that Doug picked as far as the message and you yeah. know how yes. the, the choices we make and the little decisions can completely direct the course of your life in, in all these weird places. Exactly. Same, same uh, you know, same kind but of But not idea. to be afraid to make those decisions. That's the yep. thing too. That's yep. part of it is that, yes, this can change everything for you, even something insignificant, but don't be afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the cool thing about it. I, I really dig that movie. There was something else I watched recently, and I can't remember what it was now, but it was really good. Well, that's uh, that's great content, buddy. I know. Like, I, I mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you guys about it too, and I just cannot remember what it was for the life okay. of me. I'm sure we're not trying to, to segment into this movie with you yet, <laughs> No, 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 absolutely. Oh, not. Okay, it, it actually was something. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, there was something uh, I was watching. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this in the podcast, and then my brain went completely. And on the next episode of oh, Masters um, of the Cinematic Universe, well, no. I also been watching Star Trek Picard, which is really good. yeah. Oh, dude, I'm loving this so far. Look, I'm New Trek is basically cinematic. So, <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's cinematic versions of the series. That's the yeah. best part about it. It's like a cinematic version of the series. And yeah, it's it's stellar so far. It, it's it's the 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 just everything. The Easter eggs and all of it are just amazing. I'm really digging it so far. I want to. I, I I still need to watch season two, so I have like a whole lot of catching up to. Yeah, do. Joe and I have different opinions, and and I rewatched season two, Joe, and I don't. I never disliked it. I just started. I liked season two. I, I didn't I like season one. Fell off the rails <laughs> a little bit, but the second time around, it. It wasn't the case as much. So I just didn't like season Eric, one. Eric, you'll like it. Season okay. two is pretty cool too. I sort of liked season one, but really I just liked the last episode of season, season one. Was it was a it was a very long. Did like, you did you watch Discovery? Story. I did. I haven't watched a single goddamn episode. Discovery is the best series of all the Star Trek series. Like, uh, of all, of them. I won't. I won't dispute that. I I got <laughs> lost in the latest season. I sort of got lost in it and stop watching it and I, I picked it back up and I'm very much into it I still have probably six episodes to go yeah but Joe's not wrong there it is a it is strange a super, strange super, new world is really good too but I haven't I, done that one yeah. but strange new world comes off of discovery you can't watch right. it until you've watched most no, of discovery exactly exactly but um yeah discovery's really good like it's it's also very cinematic but very deep in its story it's like it's like a deep space nine level story to it okay. yeah you know what i mean but yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. that cinematic quality and it's got the action of of a star trek show also like, it's just got like such cool like vibes you yes. know and there's i mean i don't want to ruin anything from it but like just the, the casting they did very well um yep. like the, the ideas of like you know when this took place in the star trek canon versus like who they have where and what positions is pretty cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you could spoil every episode of that series for me and i won't remember any not to mention the, <laughs> the ridiculously fucking cool ship and what it can do like right it's the coolest yeah. ship in all of star trek history i know i know i'm sold on it listen i'm gonna watch it it's the, definitely the first two episodes are a movie 
Like, the, like yes. the, the season doesn't even start till episode three. The first two seasons are just a standalone movie. The first two episodes. And I got okay. one word, Eric. The show involves tardigrades. Yes. Oh, you know what they okay. are? Yeah. yeah. Mycelial <laughs> networks. Yes. Okay. I don't, that, it, it, actual tardigrades are in this fucking show. And there are mirror universes. Yeah. Okay. I'm in, yeah. man. I'm Very in. cool stuff. Um, I have a guilty pleasure show that I've been watching. Nice. It's the remake of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't watch the first one, so. It's uh, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of, it's a way more dramatic take. Oh, on, I saw on the it. trailer for the new season, and I'm like, wow, they, I didn't realize they took a turn like this. This is like heavy stuff. It's super heavy. It's very, yeah. it's very dramatic. Whereas you know mm-hmm. that that original Will Smith show was just so goofy. Uh, yeah, this is like. Oh, I see, know. I don't want that. Though. I want the goofy. I want like Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Oh, this is not that at all. It's no, least, this, like yeah. I said, from watching the seeing the trailer, it is not that at all. It is like it's like the show Empire, but in Bel Air. So to me, this <laughs> yeah. is like two princes stand before me. So go ahead now, princes, princes who adore me, but go now. ahead now. Yes, that's one of exactly them, it. he'll buy me flowers and go ahead now, and one of them, he'll talk to me for hours. Just go ahead now. Do do do. Yes. <laughs> what a reference. Jesus Christ. Right. It is just like no. It's uh yeah, it's very heavy show, but it's also very like um oriented on black excellence. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's unique, but it's also not great. <laughs> you know, the right <laughs> they're they're trying to it's a lot of balls to juggle with this show. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. You try to pay homage to something that already exists, so you, there's a lot of like Easter eggs and a lot of little cute. I don't know. That's that's uh, that's. I can't say I recommend it or not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, um, what about the '90s show with this, the kids of the kids, the people from the '70s show? That was better than I thought it would be. I haven't watched you know, it yet. Seen it. it wasn't anything to write home about. I mean, if you like that '70s show, you'll like because it's have you ever seen the 80s show which is my favorite of them all i remember when it came out there's one season of that 80s show which Mm -hmm. i have all the episodes if you do care to watch them because i can't find them streaming anywhere the main character of the show which a lot of the show revolves around doing cocaine and hanging out in like a record shop because they work in a record shop in the 80s which you probably dig actually that concept like there's some punk rock characters and stuff like 80s punk rock characters but the main character of the show is played by one Glenn Howardin, Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I get. I guess. I just saw him in something. Or no. I, He's in I Velma. Didn't. He plays the voice of Fred. That's what I was thinking of. I was going to correct myself. I've I been watching it. I not see him, but I heard him. Yeah. I said, I know that voice. <laughs> also, uh, fucking um, Jim Rash is in that. Who is he? Who does he play? He plays the mayor. Oh, okay. So it's like a smaller. Yeah, I heard. I, I just okay. I was watching it and I wasn't actually looking at the screen, and I heard the voice. And I was like, Dean. <laughs> I was like, it's the Dean, because he was giving a speech just like the Dean would. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Well, this episode's coming out on Friday, following day's MyCon. So, uh, hopefully, if you're local, we'll see you there. And uh, this week, prior to MyCon, I will be up in the city, man. I'll be back up in the. NYC hanging out. Nice. Haven't been there in a minute. It's apparently going to be uh, snowing when I arrive, so that'll be different. Because hmm. I live in a swamp. So how was that uh, Georgia? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, I've never heard Eric use the language he's used. I got <laughs> like, mad. Eric is I'm literally the nicest person I've ever man. met in my life. He's literally the, the sweetest, nicest guy ever. And the things he was saying. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. <laughs> Oh, I was like, I, yes, let the hate flow. Wow. I had a rough work week. Okay. I got stuck in Georgia <laughs> and I won't get into too many details, but the the circumstances were, were just fucking infuriating. And I, I grew to hate that place and those people with a fucking fiery rage. Oh shit. I was just this goddamn stupid town. I, if they wiped it off of a map, I wouldn't even <laughs> blink. We're I in wouldn't Georgia. even fucking blink. How was their uh? What was My the name Longhorn? Names were in Georgia. Did, did they have a Longhorn? 
So yeah, oh here's the thing. Did they have a longhorn? You know how I know I had a fucking longhorn? Because it was the talk of the fucking town. Everyone I talked to in that. Oh, that's all you town. need to know then. You don't even yeah. know, need to know where the town is. If they're, no. if they're if they're the high point is longhorn, you're fucked. Oh my, you would have thought like they fucking struck gold in this town. They're like, buddy. Never had a steak before. Yeah. No. I literally someone <laughs> said to me, Hey man, you've been longhorned yet? And I said, No, haven't haven't had the haven't had the chance <laughs> i said oh, you got buddy you gotta go they got five i'm shitting you now five <laughs> different kinds of steak holy fuck so you get your sirloin you get your filet mignon you get your ribeye you get bone in bone out <laughs> like fucking like it was the it, it was mind-blowing to them and that's uh, like that that's like when when you, you you visit the uh, Facebook groups, the Vegas Facebook groups, and the people from Great Britain talk about how they're so excited they can't wait to go to Olive Garden when they get to Vegas. <laughs> like, you go to the food capital of the planet. <laughs> hey, you Olive can Garden. get you a. I got a lot you, of. Can you, you tell can me you when you're going to be there so I can greet you and smack you upside the head? Yeah. The funny part is, I I ate a Longhorn on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't dislike Longhorn. Longhorn's good. Yeah, I can fucking lie. Three of us. It's, it's fine. But it, it's, it's not fine. like the but pride joy of anything. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking Longhorn. If you're bragging no, about they were, it. They were ready to erect a fucking Longhorn statue in the square of town in this place. Holy <laughs> shit. That's yeah. great. So I was, I, I, was, I was talking to Joe because we were going to try to meet up, but I got stuck up there and yeah, it was, it was so much about this fucking Longhorn. Like that was going to be the thing that sent me into like the movie falling down with Michael Douglas. Snap! <laughs> like mention one of us needs to do that flick. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a <laughs> great. That sums one. up a lot. Think about how relevant that is now. Oh, totally. Totally. You know, it's like yeah. it's like come full circle. It was relevant, then it wasn't relevant. And now it's way relevant. Again. Totally relevant. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I was on some like say long home one more time. I don't <laughs> care. I, God. <laughs> double dog day. Yeah. Um, yep. The so, absence yeah. of seasoning is not the seasoning of absence. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh God! So uh, I had. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say what's going on with you, Doug? You you haven't talked. All to right, it. yeah. I had like the best time this weekend. I was with my granddaughter all weekend. Nice. Uh, we went up uh, yesterday morning and we stayed overnight, so we got to like come and go rather than try to cram it all in a day. I got to spend a lot of time with her. And have her not want to hug me a single time. No. Um, she, she, uh, yeah, she fucked with my head the whole time. I'm like, you want to give me a hug? And just this past week, she learned how to shake her head no. And guess what? She shook her head no right in my face. <laughs> oh, goes, that's nope. the worst. Nope. She shook her head. And then finally, it came to a head today when, you know, we were sort of getting ready to leave. And I said, I'm, I'm going to be leaving now. Do you want to give grandpa a hug? And she shakes her head no again. And my daughter Hannah goes, um, Holly, why don't you why don't you want to hug grandpa? And Holly goes into this con this gibberish conversation for like 20 seconds, going blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, she got a fucking reason why she don't want to hug me. She might not be able to verbalize it yet, but this little girl got a reason she don't want to hug me. And I can't wait till she can talk so I can understand why. Cause yeah. <laughs> She put me in my place. Holy shit. But we had we had a good time though. I was hanging out in a room with her and she was showing me all her toys and and then we were coloring together and stuff, but she would not she just wouldn't do it. I bought her a we went to this restaurant. Believe it Longhorn? or not. Up no no not Longhorn. <laughs> up in uh Sugar Hill, New Hampshire, a couple of towns over from where where my son lives with his wife. Sugar Hill, New Hampshire. There's a place called Polly's Pancake Parlor. Okay, it is a James Beard Award-winning pancake house. Interesting. They, they this place is won a fucking James Beard Award. Holy shit! So this this is the shit, right? This this place it's in Bodie Miller's the the skier his hometown, right? We actually we've actually seen him come in and eat with his family. So they got the best breakfast like ever. You got to put your name on a list to get in there. We had to get there at eight o'clock so we wouldn't, you know, we, we'd be able to sit and. So they have the gift shop there, of course, everything maple, right? But they had a moose. They have a little stuffed moose wearing a Polly's Pancake House shirt. So Erica says, why don't you buy it? Why don't you buy the moose? Buy the moose for her. 
like, okay. So I went and bought the moose because she had seen it and she was like admiring it. I bought the moose. I brought it over to her. I said, Holly, look, here's the moose. I want to give you the moose. She slapped it out of my hands on the ground. <laughs> she slapped it right down on the ground. And I, I, it took all of my strength to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and I didn't do it. I didn't say it out loud. So when we got home, she took the moose. She showed me the moose. She was happy with the moose, but she was in a mood. This little girl, this 17-month-old girl, has opinions. Yeah. Like oh, she's yeah. got opinions, and she's not afraid to show them. She does not like to be told no. Don't do that. And she will let you know that. So, But she is the light of my life. And, um, yeah. And the only other cool thing that happened this weekend is Friday morning at 9 a.m., um, online sports betting became legal in Massachusetts. Nice. And Dougie's up about 400 bucks. Hell yeah. Mainly on the bonus bets that they give you because to lure you in. So I did one bet. I had a deposit 50 bucks. And uh, you can bet up to $50 if on Friday night, the Denver Nuggets would score at least one three-pointer. So it's basically a gimme. It's a gimme bet to get you lathered up and hooked. Okay. So I bet my 50 and I won 50. So I got 100 bucks out of that. I had another one. Is Duke going to score one point in today's game? Okay. What the <laughs> I won fuck? that. Tomorrow night, I have another bet. Uh, will the Celtics score at least one point? Um, How do you find that bet? Well, no. What they do is it's it's they they're called gimme bets, guaranteed uh, bets. What they do it's to lure you in to get yeah. your juices flowing, so you're going to drop the bucks, right? Yeah. So what you do is you, you download all the apps. I got the f- like four different apps I'm doing. You use all these gimme bets, and also they have these promos. If you sign up before it started on Friday, you got $100 worth of bonus bets, $200 worth of bonus bets, where they give you the money in like eight $50 bets, and you could bet on anything you want. Now, when you win, if you win, because these are regular straight bets, so you got to kind of know what you're doing. If you win, you don't get that 50 back, but whatever the winnings are, you get back. Mm, okay. So I'm up like, I don't know, 350, 400 bucks. So like tomorrow I'm, I'm going to cash out. I'm done. I've used all my bonus bets. I bet on the Yankees to win the world series and, and Islanders to win the Stanley cup, all these silly shit with their money that I didn't even lay out a penny for. Yeah. I've deposited maybe 60 bucks total in the whole thing. And 50 of it was that bet that I won 50. So that was like, that was a, a guaranteed win. So I've used hardly any of my own money and I'm up like 400 bucks, 300 bucks. And I'm going to cash out. And, and that's it. I'll wait until my the, the Stanley Cup finals. I bet on the Bruins to win. I bet on the Islanders to win. I'll I'll wait till those and root for them, and that'll probably be it. I'll, I'll bet on the Super Bowl or something when it comes up. Yeah. Because, like, it's not my thing. You yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah. know enough. It's... I know I'm at least smart enough to know. I don't know enough to bet on a regular basis because all I'll do is throw my money away. So I'm not going to do that. But I'll take advantage of their charity. Screw that. Totally. You I'm know? about to sign up for that shit right so, now. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, so it was fun, though. It was a whole big fanfare. Massachusetts finally got sports betting. You've been able to bet in the casinos in Massachusetts since the beginning of the year, but the online didn't get the uh, the regulatory approval until uh, Friday. So you guys have online sports betting and recreational marijuana in yes. Massachusetts? Yes, I know, right? We're going to hell in a handbasket. Wow. Now we can just do something about the people. The Yankee uptight state of Massachusetts is going to go in a shithole now. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Yep. Oh, and the last thing, I found the best beer ever. Oh, yeah, it's you. called it's called Linderman's Limited. Keep on keeping on. Seven and a half percent alcohol. Oh shit. It's made with tangerines and recent grapes. It's a sour oh. ale. Oh, and it's yeah. so fucking tasty. Holy shit, it's good. My and wife I'm feeling loves, it already. Love sour I, beers, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I did. I opened it up. I wasn't sure. But um, because again, I always go beer shopping in New Hampshire because they usually have the stuff I like, the the wheat beer and stuff. But I saw that sitting next to it, and I saw tangerine on it. I'm like, yep, and uh, that and the grapes, man, makes for a nice uh, a nice flavor. And I'm feeling the seven and a half percent already. So <laughs> I like it. I'm drinking too. We'll get a little slosh this episode. Excellent. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Joe. Take us there, man. I'm drinking this uh, Indian Pale Ale with honey in it. it sounds pretty good. Um, sounds like Doug's name is now in a golden circle somewhere. 
Was it golden shower or golden circle? <laughs> well, I mean, both. I mean, why not both? Okay. Don't Google it. Oh. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a staple of my house when Erica says something. Don't Google that. Yeah. So we are today in the, uh, I could not do this because last time it went over so well, um, but we're doing the second of the Kingsman movies, the golden circle. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I fucking, I, I really like these. Thank you for turning me on to these movies. I'm so buddy. happy yeah. about that. Like, it makes me so happy. I just feel like a fancy British lad. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Because, all right, uh, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, I appreciate that he, as a character, kept his own sense of fashion even after being made into the well-dressed superhero yes. that he is. Yeah. That's the way you do it, bruv. Yeah, yeah bruv. bruv. Bruv's rock in the you know flat brim hat and a little comfy yeah. jacket windbreaker. I'm like, this is my guy. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So this movie is I don't I didn't even take down what year it came out. Or not that I didn't write down any of the important Jeez, shit. I don't even know, dude. It's probably 2016. I'll check. I'll check. If I I'll had to guess, I'd on. go 2016 because because 2014 was the original, I think, or 2013. I don't know, but it's really fucking good either way. 2017, dude. 2017, close. close enough. Uh, off the uh, the heels of the surprise first movie that no one saw coming and then just blew everyone out of the fucking water, we get this awesome movie. Um, this is the continuation of the story. Uh, it starts out with Eggsy, who has now become Galahad, played still by Taron Edgerton, stepping out of the Kingsman's Tailor Shop, which is based on, you know, Savile Row in London. It's a nice little fancy spot there. Uh, as he walks the door, he's approached by... The former recruit to the Kingsman, who's now, you know, kind of gone rogue, Charlie Hesketh. We thought he was dead. Like, because last time we seen him, he was getting killed and he was in Valentine's lair and his assume, assume, assumable, assumably, is that a word? No. Assumably? I don't think so. No. We were to, we were to <laughs> have assumed that his yeah, head blew go. up with everyone else's because he had the implant. Still played by Edward Holcroft, although he looks completely fucking different. Like, I did not recognize him at first. Um, he holds up a gun at Eggsy and forces him into the Kingsman taxi cab um, by showing him also that there are some other cars that are there with him and Eggsy's like alright fuck it at least I can take him I can take him in the car by myself you know I'm a fucking pro this is my car I got my driver I'm gonna fuck this guy up so oh, time uh, out Joe assumably is a word okay oh, boom boom yes I pretend to have to fame yes I was right for once Oh, I no one uses it, but it's a real word. So you know. It's a my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right, so um, they, he forces him into the taxi cab, and as they start riding away, Eggsy, he's going to take this opportunity to become, yeah, I'm a fucking Kingsman. I can fucking whoop your ass. You're just some little bitch. <laughs> like, so they start fighting. Um, this is a great fucking fun like scene, too, because it's a fight in a car plus a chase scene, all in one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. He's got his driver up front um, going on it, you know. The He tries to signet ring shock him again, but no, we ain't falling for that one again, bruv. And uh, we come to find out uh, Charlie now has a robotic arm, which looks like something straight out of fucking Terminator. <laughs> like, yes. You know, so I, I figured out why I like this movie so much or this series of movies so much. And you, as a fellow 80s and 90s kid, might remember this. Saturday morning, there was a cartoon that came out it was James Bond Jr. Mm. And the premise was huh. this cartoon is about James Bond's son, who is also a spy, but we're going to young it up. We're going to make it cool for you, super hip 90s kids. So he wore it's like a cartoon. A, it was a cartoon. Okay. And he wore like a leather bomber jacket and he was like real cool and he had like Reebok pumps on and shit. Like it was, it was very 90s, but similar premise to the Kingsman. Nice. I don't remember that, but I will look it up. Oh. <sighs> I don't remember that one, but it sounds fun. Watch um, party, my house, Lucky Charms. Hell yeah, I'm in. Done. Um, so they're driving around. It's crazy fucking chasing through downtown London. Uh, one point, he gets on the door. The door gets hit. He flies up onto the roof. He falls onto the back onto the, the, the on the door, and then he pops in through the trunk, or I'm sorry, the boot. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we get this cool scene where he slashes the back seat open with his, his shoe knife. 
And then like Charlie looks back, doesn't see anything. And he comes, he, you see him kind of pop through like fucking Danny DeVito and always Sunny coming out of the couch. <laughs> exactly what I thought about. <laughs> and then uh, Charlie grabs him and proceeds to beat him senseless in the car. Uh, he tries to, you know, use his toe knife to cut him, but he gets broken off and actually hits the driver who, you know, immediately dies. They crash and um, Eggsy ducks against the wall and Charlie goes flying out the window, but his arm comes off and is attached to the oh shit handle above the door. Um, at which point, Eggsy decides to become Ken Block, rest in peace, Ken Block, and uh, do some Jim Connor around London because the car turns into like a fucking rally car all of a sudden. It's got the big fucking like the brake, you know, the handle brake. Like, um, and he drives and drives running away. He does some great stunts. I wonder who the stunt driver was because that was uh, some like real Ken Block level driving. Um, yeah, it, it was. If it was real, it was fucking really impressive. I think it yeah. might have been CG, but I don't know. Yeah. But if, if you've ever watched Jim Connor, like if, I don't know if, if you never watched Jim Connor, go ahead and watch it. Like just do yourself a favor. It is amazing. Um, so Ken Block is a World Rally Champion driver. He also formed DC Shoes and Monster Energy with uh, Rob Deerdick. Uh, and he makes these videos are just insane, cool driving skills. It's spelled G-Y-M-K-H-A-N-A. He passed away earlier this year yeah. in a snowmobile accident, but uh, dude was a fucking legend, and his videos are just, like, epic, epic, beautiful masterpieces of driving. Um, if you haven't seen him, give him a shot. He rolls into Hyde Park, and um, he's talking to Merlin, and he's waiting for the perfect time to basically take out the cars following him. Uh, because he has to do it where he's not going to be seen by a lot of people. Which, this is the only unbelievable part of this to me, is the fact that there's nobody in this park at nighttime. <laughs> Even though what looks like a Starbucks is closed. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, that is pretty unrealistic. Yeah, so he shoots these, he, he finally gets the clearance, shoots this rocket in the air, three rockets go up, come down and blow up the three cars that are following him, and then he pulls up to the edge of a lake, and uh, realizes he doesn't have any windscreens because he's about to go James Bond submarine vehicle here. And then uh, I love Merlin's like, I thought you could hold your breath. He you proved that during yeah, training. Right? Maybe you're training. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one t- that one scene from the first movie, man? Do that again. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was very cool. <laughs> so so he, um, he holds his breath, goes underwater, and uh, goes magically to this underwater Kingsman sewer lair. Looks something on the Ninja Turtles. Um Cowabunga. Cowabunga. And then he uh, he uh, basically gets in there. The water all drains out ridiculously fast, too. Like, I've never seen water drain this fast. There must be some suction on it because that water <laughs> is gone. Catches his breath and uh, tells Merlin, hey, um, I got to get somewhere. But, like, uh, Merlin's like, well, you got to wait for the police to clear the park to get out of here. Either that or uh, there is a plan B. And plan B is right down the poop chute. Oh, yeah. So he opens up a sewer. And he says, you know, where he's going tonight is so important that he can't miss it. And he jumps into the shit water. Um, And as he does so, we see the uh, arm that Charlie left in the vehicle come back to life and kind of like walk its way down to the fucking console and plug itself in and start uploading and downloading a bunch of fucking uh, data about the Kingsman. And that's when the voiceover started. It's like, exit, crawled through three miles of shit (laughs) (laughs) but it came out clean (laughs) that's pretty fucking funny Um, so Eggsy gets home walks in completely head to toe covered in shit uh, and sees his his girlfriend the princess from Sweden uh, Princess Tildy still played by Hannah Alstrom and uh, she looks over at him and, and he's like come on give me a kiss if you love me you give me a kiss and she's actually about to do it. He's like, you are fucking going to do it for real. Holy shit. You must really like me. Um, so then he goes, assumably, assumably, which is a, a word, he goes and gets ready. Learn that, yes. <laughs> Joe's going to use their shit out. <laughs> oh, I assumably will. <laughs> assumably as you know it. <laughs> so, fuck, I never, I'm never right. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm never fucking right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking eat it up all right when I am. Anyways, so, assumably, he's went to take a shower, and they have an important thing to, event to go to. Uh, we don't know what this event is yet, but we assume it's got to be something very fucking, like, important, because he could not, like, have swam through all that shit for no reason at all. 
And as we know it, they are doing something important. They're meeting up with his mates, Brandon, Liam, and Jamal, because it's Brandon's birthday. And uh, AZ, uh, he's, he's there talking to them, shooting the shit. There's a lot of bruvin' going on. Like, I hear bruv uh, a yeah. whole bunch in this conversation. Yeah, it's bruv. It's my bruv. Yeah. Um, apparently, Tilda doesn't know how to bake because her cake looks like shit. I like the joke, was the royal baker off tonight? <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, uh, they, they got some fancy Swedish alcohol. Uh, Eggsy doesn't want to drink, though, because he has to meet her parents tomorrow night. So he's trying to be like, I don't understand this because it's tomorrow night. You can sleep that shit off, bro. bro. There's no such thing as fancy Swedish alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, I don't know. Um, it's just alcohol. <laughs> and they, anyway. he asks all his friends to watch the dog. Finally, Brandon agrees to do so. Um, the next scene we get to, I'm going to play a clip from. We're meeting our villain of this movie. Uh I really like the job that Julianne Moore does with this character too. Like, it's so fucking like, I don't know how to describe like a. It's it's a lot. Of, it's like the perfect amount of campy, right? Yeah. Because this is such a love letter to like those old spy movies and stuff. But uh, she she takes it seriously. Like you you know, you're you're along for the ride with this character. She did a really good job, man. Yeah, she really does, and she's. She's like cheerful and happy, but at the same time, completely psychotic. Yeah. The menacing smile. You yeah. Know. Like the, ha, 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 fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, clip here and we will see what's going on. My drugs are everywhere. They were never my thing, but here I am running the biggest drug cartel in the world. The only downside is having to live in the middle of nowhere. You know, these ruins are technically undiscovered. I just added a few touches to remind me of home. I grew up on all that awesome 50s nostalgia. Grease, American graffiti, happy days. But I digress. The thing you need to understand is the hard work and ingenuity it took to achieve a global monopoly on the drug trade. And that's all on me. Not to toot my own horn, I just think it's really important for new recruits to understand the history of the Golden Circle. So, lifelong friends, Charles, you think your buddy here is worthy of joining us? Miss Poppy, I would not have brought him all the way to see you if I didn't think so. Excellent. Well, you hungry? Starving. Wonderful. Right this way. Make yourselves at home. So, fellas, I have a couple of things that I want to clarify. You understand that in the Golden Circle, my authority is never to be questioned, right? And the importance of following orders, you understand that? And the value of loyalty. It's easy to nod, isn't it? I don't like easy. I like proof. What's your name? Angel, Mom. Angel, baby. Hey, your old pal Charles has passed off. That's all I'm gonna tell you, because that's all you need to know, so put him in the mincer, okay?
the way? Head there for your makeover. Yeah, so we uh get introduced to our um our basically our our villain for this movie that we're going to get to, and she's so fucking like good at this role because she seems like this sweet, cute, like perky fifties businesswoman, but um she's got a dark side. She does have a dark side. Yeah, and she's like so like delightfully evil about it. She's like oh like. I love this 50s kitchen nostalgia. I have this beautiful diner here. Oh my God, look at this cool place. It just sucks because like I sell drugs and drugs are bad. So I can't sell them like legally. I have to do this shit here where I'm in this third world country, which she's actually looks like she's an Angkor Wat in Cambodia, which is pretty fucking like interesting that, you know, Yeah. she would like. They were. Yeah. Huh? There you go. I mean, the exterior, some of the exterior shots. And yeah, it was like, recreated to look like that. The ruins. There. Also, you know what else makes her fucking like hidden layer so awesome? I don't know oh. if you guys notice this or not. If everywhere you look, everywhere, any direction, you look this way, you look that way, up, down, there are fucking banyan trees everywhere. Oh, God damn <laughs> it is like a forest of banyan trees. Didn't notice. <sighs> I thought we had. I thought we had gotten out of the. Oh my no! This is like the fucking like. Fuckers are everywhere. This is like the place banyans come from. Like this is like where banyans are from. Like there are so many banyan trees, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, you just reminded me. I passed a restaurant called Banyan something, and I almost got into a car accident because I was trying to take a picture of it. (laughs) I could send it to you. Um. Yeah, man, Julianne Moore. I mean. You know, th- this is where this movie is super comic book. It's like you yeah. have to have a good villain. Um, you know, like they they need a they need a thing. They need like a niche thing. You know, and uh, the '50s theme worked really well. You yeah, know, it was unexpected, but yeah, like let's make. I read this- um, I read that she modeled her character after um, Gene Hackman's um, Superman film. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, yeah I can Lex see that. Luthor. All right. And it yeah. makes sense, like that. Again, I think, like you said, that comic booky, cartoony, yeah, like over the top villain. Like it's like something you'd see in a in a in an Austin Powers movie, but Correct. played with more seriousness. I yeah. also love like she her test to this guy is like, this is your friend. You've known him your whole life. He brought you here to come. I need you to just kill him, and I'm not going to tell you why. You just have to believe that like I need you to kill him. Yeah. And, like, not just, like, shoot him, not just, like, you know, stab him. I want you to stick him in a fucking meat grinder. And this meat grinder looks epic. This thing's, like, fucking blades crazy, gigantic. Like, this is, like, where me and Doug pick our cow out. We're going to take him to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that's where the movie succeeds, right? It's, like, you... It's over the top. As a writer, though, you have to show these little things that bring the characters to life and she needs to be evil her appearance is very friendly and bubbly yeah. so that little moment where she sort of whispers like hey man you're gonna fucking kill this guy super casual yeah she doesn't even you're, like do it like, like it's not even like menacing it's just like yeah i need you to kill him because i told you to i'm not gonna get tell you anything else that's it but that's the moment you know like oh this is a bad bitch yeah it's the same thing with eggsy man like when you wonder like what's so important that this guy's got to crawl through a shit tunnel to hang out with his friends so instantly you're like oh i like this guy yeah exactly and then the best part is oh we haven't got there yet (laughs) i was gonna say what what she does but yeah she so the meat plops out of this machine you see her just grab a handful of and start making a burger patty and put it on the grill and she tells him to go over and get his makeover in the salon across the way um next we cut to a scene where eggsy is um he's meeting with uh meeting with Tildy and she's like trying to prep him for his dinner with her parents. And she's like, you need to learn all this shit. Like, this is like, you got to know this things or you're going to embarrass me in front of my mom and dad. Um, and he gets this flashback to Harry. Now what's interesting is this is a deleted scene from the original Kingsman movie. Um, they mm-hmm. filmed this for the first movie and they didn't put it in the movie. So they use it in this movie as a flashback Okay. of him learning basically how to, how to, um, you know, be a fancy man and have a fancy man dinner. Um, 
Tilda Tilda says she's like she wishes she could have got to meet Harry, and this is when Eggsy starts, you know, getting real sentimental. He looks back and sees Mr. Pickles, which also also he's living in Harry's apartment. Like he just inherited Harry's apartment. <laughs> oh well, he got the same. He took his name. He took his apartment. Like um, maybe that's Galahad's apartment. Well, he was gonna bring he was gonna bring his mom there at the end of the first movie. Maybe I think Harry gave it to him. Oh, possibly. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, Harry was dead. So how could Harry do anything? I don't remember. Is it- Harry got shot in Kentucky by a hate group? <laughs> but somehow he got it because, like I said, at the end of the first movie in the bar scene, at the end, he's he's trying to take his mom away from. What's yeah, you're name? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. says, "I got a place where we can all live." That's true. Maybe he just took oh. it. He's like, oh, "Harry's not coming back. <laughs> Someone's got to <laughs> live here. I'm Galahad now, bitch." <laughs> right. The least says Galahad. Um, so we uh, we see him get a little sentimental, um, and then Eggsy uh, decides he's gonna go back to work, and he pulls up to the Kingsman shop, and he's in an E-type Jaguar, which is like fucking. That's an expensive fucking car that he's in. That's like a rare, rare, rare Jaguar. 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 I got a question. Does this movie make you guys want to be better dressed? Sort of. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm past that. I really want a whiskey, um, like flask belt buckle. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nice, that'd be a nice touch. Yep. So, uh, Eggsy walks into the Kingsman shop where he meets with the new Arthur, played by one Michael Gambon. <laughs> Which to me, I know most people know Michael Gambon from whatever they know him from. A lot of people know him from Harry Potter. A lot of people know him from a bunch of other shit. But for me, he will forever and always be known as Gambon Corner on Top Gear. So when they do the test track and they're driving around the the reason the stars in a reasonably reasonably priced cars, um, the first one of the first stars to ever do it was Michael Gambon, and he fucking wrecked on that corner. So they called it Gambon's Corner from that point on. <laughs> so every time like I watch that show, like and he comes around Gambon, and like that's where it's always for me. That's where I know him from. Even though I only saw him actually do it in one episode. <laughs> and that leads us into our next clip where we get a little bit of a, a debriefing. Oh, here. he he got Matthew Vaughn got Gambon because Gambon was the bad guy in his uh, movie Layer Cake. Oh, okay. That's the what we need British, to watch still. The other British gangster movie that I recommended to everyone. Yeah. And here comes our next clip. You're late. We were wondering if you'd have a second encounter with Charlie. I wish. I'm looking forward to finishing him off. All right, gents. Now then, come in. Go to Hatton Lancelot. Please remain for Berlin's debrief. Everyone else, reconvene at 1900 hours. So. The man who attacked Galahad in the taxi was Charlie Hesketh, rejected Kingsman applicant turned bad. We last saw him back at Richmond Valentine's HQ. What a fucking spy! Like everyone else there, Charlie had a security implant in his neck, a weakness we had no choice but to exploit. Hey man, still fucking spectacular, eh? Come on, guys, loosen up. We saved the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, Galahad, you also saved Charlie. When you electrocuted him, you damaged his implant. Instead of his head exploding, he only lost an arm and his vocal cords. Fuck, I should be thanking me. And now he's back for revenge. We don't think so, sir. We believe he's been recruited by an unknown organization. That's what? Got the police autopsy reports from Charlie's colleagues in the SUVs. They're not just goons for hire. Fingerprints removed, teeth filed smooth, and I did a face recognition. Nothing. And that thing? A cosmetic tattoo made of 24 karat gold. They all had them. Seems like we're looking at some kind of underworld organization. Yeah. So, um, we get a little bit more insight into what's going on here. Uh, It's fucking spectacular. (laughs) Spectacular! <laughs> I love how happy he is watching the heads explode. Oh, God, it's so yes. good. Um, so, 
we we get a little bit of an idea. Uh, Charlie didn't die because Eggsy actually turned off his implant when he shocked him. So like his method of getting escaping was actually saving his life, which is kind of funny, you know, ironic, I guess, in, in a way. Um, and we, we now get a little bit more insight on what's going on here. We see like, you know, the people that we find don't have fingerprints. They don't have any like, ways of, you know, telling who they are. Um, and we're about to see why, um, we go back to Poppy's lair and we get back to the makeover she sent on hell to go get. And uh, we see, like, this robot worker start burning off his fingerprints, grinding his teeth down. And then there's, like, this molten fucking, like, vat of gold. And she gives him, like, a, a gold tattoo, which I don't even know how this would work. but It's a little, yeah, it's, it's movie magic, man. Yeah. Like, it, it hurts was, like a motherfucker, I oh, can yeah. tell you from experience. It looks like it would hurt really, <laughs> really fucking bad. Um, Angel then returns over to the diner, all fucking proud of himself that he made it through the hardest part that he had to do so far, which is getting that tattoo and his fingerprints and all that shit, his teeth worn <laughs> down. And uh, Poppy's happy to see him. And she goes, oh, that's beautiful. And like he like thinks, you know, she's talking about his tattoo. But no, she's talking about the hamburger she presents to him, which... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Assumably, we realize is going to be nah. his friend. Yeah, when that when that happened, this is all I could think of. It was at this moment that he knew. He <laughs> <up>. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Um, and uh, he realizes he either eats this burger, which is made out of Charlie, or mm. uh, or he's probably going to be the next burger. So, bottoms up. <laughs> Honestly, um, you know, I would have just pretended it was a regular hamburger in my mind. I would have just been like, yep, hamburger. I would have never thought twice about it because I don't want to think about these kind of things. Yeah, it was a tough scene to watch, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, psychologically, you, you saw the guy go in. You saw the meat come out. So you're in that cringe, you know, area where it's like, oh, my God, he's going to do it, isn't he? He's fucking going to do it. I knew it. Yeah. And, it's just a burger. You know what I mean? Like with no context, it's just a guy eating a fucking hamburger, but it's very <laughs> gross. You know, context clues in there. It's very, it's, it's probably the hardest part of this movie for me to watch. Yeah. But you know, Oh it's yeah. Cannibalism. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's mild cannibalism. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like it, it doesn't look like a person's body. It's not, we're not talking about Dahmer here. <laughs> no. It was a, it was a beautiful hamburger. Yeah, I mean, my God, I which actually I, grilled today. To find funny, uh, we have a Dahmer and a Donner. The Donner party did it, and the Dahmer party did it. <laughs> that reminds me of the old Mitch Hedberg joke. He he's like, um, he's like Donner party at five, and he's like, all right, they didn't show up, so the next party has to go find them. So uh, <laughs> he's like, um, Taylor, search party of two. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your table when you find the daughter party. Oh my god, uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rich Hedberg was like, he was too short for this world. He, sh- uh, I wish he would have been here yep. longer. Oh yeah, dude. Every time there's a, a escalator out of surface, I think about that joke. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be like, sorry for the convenience. Uh, the other one I think of is whenever I see a double tree. He's like, he's like. I can't tell you which hotel I'm staying at, but there are two trees involved. <laughs> <laughs> Although the best joke he ever had of all time for me um, was when he goes, I don't know what's up with belt loops. I can't tell who's doing the work, the belt or the loops. Because <laughs> they're holding the belt up and the belt's holding them up. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, I used to do drugs. I mean, I still do them, but I also used to do them. Oh, Mitch Hedberg, I do it all night. Anyways, moving on. Um, later that evening, Eggsy does have his dinner with Tilda and her parents. And this is the king and queen of Sweden. And they, you know, start out just really grilling his ass. Like, he's like, he calls him your highness. And he goes, my daughter is your highness. You can refer to us as your majesty. And I'm like, fuck you, bro. Fuck you, bruv. Bruv, yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. But he starts, like, asking Eggsy questions, like, how do you feel about such and such, or how about this? And Eggsy's just fucking, like, nailing him, like, wow, this this dude knows his shit. Until we realize that Roxy's just force-feeding him answers through the, through his fucking glasses. Um, 
And, uh, you know, he's, he's telling her, you're my best friend ever. <laughs> yeah, dude. So this, this was a progressive ass movie in that there was a friend of the opposite sex who the main character wasn't trying to sleep with, but they were just yeah. really yeah. good, close friends that yep. would do anything for each other. And I, I can't tell you the last time I've seen that in a modern action movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, I mean, he has a princess who lets him do anal, so I mean, like, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, this movie felt like apologetics for that scene. Oh no, it didn't. It doubled down. In this, I movie. mean, it it doubled down. But they, she, she was much more three dimensional than, you know, what I expected out of the ending oh, yeah. of the first movie. Hold on, cleared that up. Does she offer yeah. him anal again in this movie? Well, somebody does. No, she does. She does. Yeah, she does. She offers it to him, and then somebody else offers it to someone else. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of anal going on. What's so wrong about that? I'm just yeah. saying. Like, don't don't say that she's she's grown as a character. She's still the same fucking no, anal she, queen. But why is she not grown as a character? Because she offers anal. Does that mean she's less of a person? Well, I mean, we were directly talking about the anal. I think they gave her a lot to do in this movie, and that was that was welcome, man. Because yeah, I was purposeful. Typical. They're like, all right, you stand there perfectly still, paralyzed. All right, good job. Jesus, Joe. You gotta fucking fight everything, even when you don't have a leg to stand on. You can't fucking help yourself. You should have been a lawyer. I should have been a lawyer. Seriously, you should have been a lawyer. Uh, Oh, I really should have. I'm so good at it. Oh, you could argue for like, anyone. You yeah, could, I'm arguing okay, for speaking the, of Dahmer. You would have been the greatest Dahmer. I could have been fucking. I'm fucking arguing for the movie that you like. I know. Like, why? I know. I know. I know. And you're like, nah, but fuck no, that, man. Fuck Come you, on, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can argue for my movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't even help myself. Anyways. Uh, Brandon is at Eggsy's place taking care of JB, known as also known as Jack Bauer. Um, and uh, no, no, what is it? Jack Bauer throws James Bond. Oh no, that's the joke, right? No, the joke was the it movie. wasn't James Bond. It wasn't Jason it wasn't Bourne. James Bond, it was Jack, Jack Bauer. Bauer. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. the worst television show in history. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, just one slightly step ahead of Prison Break. Oh, yeah, Break. Goddamn. So uh, Brandon's at Eggsy's place taking care of JB. He comes across Eggsy's like stash of fucking guns and glasses and bombs and all kinds of shit. Um, and he puts the glasses on and he realizes like he could see what Eggsy's seeing. And then again, Eggsy can see what he's seeing. Um, and he picks up a lighter, which is one of we know from the first movie is a grenade, and flips it open. And Eggsy starts fucking put it down, put it down. And but he's pointing at the king who's fucking got a little fucking cappuccino cup in his hand. What the fuck's going on with him? Um, and uh, as he turns it off just in time, he, uh, he, he, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. He could have blown himself up because he's about to fucking blow up anyways because a missile comes out of nowhere and fucking blows up his place. Like, this is one of those scenes like, I did not see this coming. A missile blows him up. A missile blows Roxy up. A missile blows the fucking Kingsman up. And then we see, like, um, you know, a map of all of, like, uh, Great Britain and just... All the Kingsmen are basically being one at a time annihilated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that the arm that Charlie had left in the taxi cab was part of a plan by Charlie and Poppy to take out the Kingsmen. And, um, you know, as far as we know, at this point, the Kingsmen are like, they're toast. They're done. They're gone. And uh, it's pretty fucking bad. It's pretty fucking grim at this point. Eggsy's, you know visibly shaken as one would be if you just seen all of your friends and you know co-workers and people you've grown to consider a family just annihilated mm-hmm. totally important to note too that arm comes to life crawls around and fucking like r2d2s itself yeah. into the electronics of that fucking place to get that info really nice touch man like i really dug that it looked like the hand from the idle hands movie and in, in the old mtv movie idle hands <laughs> Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar. That was uh, that was when I had a crush on Jessica Alba back Who in doesn't? the uh, I mean, you don't? Who didn't? You don't now? You I know. Had? Like, what's what's changed? What the I fuck mean, is wrong with you? Yeah. I'll tell you what changed was the fucking Fantastic Four movie. I just made. I, mean, I just doubled changed. down. No, I'm not no. that invested in that to have that 
bother me. <laughs> Look, she was invisible in that movie anyway. So there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna I play. Wish she was the whole time. Another clip here before we uh, we get moving on, but let's play this, this this little bit of clip of Merlin and Eggsy talking. Someone decides to wipe out every Kingsman property, every agent, and somehow, conveniently, you went at home. I just say the same thing about you. What, you think I'd kill Roxy? And my mate Brandon, and my fucking dog? No. Doug. You think I would? This thing hacked us. Clearly this arm can be remotely controlled. I'm only alive because my address wasn't on the database with the agents. Whoever Charlie's working with doesn't think that mere staff are missile-worthy. This ain't funny. Roxy is dead. Everyone's dead. Don, do you even care? Hold yourself together. Remember your training. There's no time for emotion in this scenario. Now, as all surviving agents are present, we follow the Doomsday Protocol. When that's done, and only then, you may shed a tear in private. Okay. What's the Doomsday Protocol? We go shopping. Yeah, we go shopping. <laughs> nice. Um, I like I like how you know Eggsy holds the gun to him like fucking. Did you do this? Did you do this? And he's like, Do you think I fucking did this? Really? Like really? Yeah. Really, bro. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't I fucking think you did it, but I'm fucking hurt right now. I'm butthurt and emotional. I don't know what that means. Nice. I'm in a glass case of emotions. <laughs> I do I do think it's complete and utter lazy writing bullshit to have killed Roxy because they didn't want to have her in this one because yeah. she's a female character who's not going to be the love interest of the main character. And Matthew Vaughn didn't know what the fuck to do with her, and he killed her. And he might not have killed her. We didn't see her die. All right, so she could yeah. be back. I just thought it was bullshit lazy writing. It's a good point, man. And it also completely undermines my point. I was just heaping praise on this motherfucker. Like, you know, finally, like they fucking, they give this woman. Right. That's just a platonic friend, something. To yep. <laughs> like, yeah. But he didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. Let's so go. Got rid of her. Quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, it was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty fucked up there. <laughs> Yep. But I mean, I understand why that's his best friend, and you know, he, they, they just get rid of all the agents in general. So I get it. Like, yeah, it sucks, but I do get it. No, I understand it, and I I agree that. All right, so say she didn't die, that would I I might be complaining that was convenient writing. That's also lazy writing. So I I I, I kind of get it, but it just it bothered me because she was such an integral part of the first movie. Yeah. And that it it just it it stuck in my craw. I remember in the movie theater being very angry for quite a few minutes after that happened, and like it affecting the way I looked at the rest of that movie. So I yeah. can see that. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, like it it was that whole stakes raising thing, and this felt very much like uh, you know that that Iron Man movie where the Mandarin blew up his fucking mansion and shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was very similar. Yeah, um, and, and and this is a good trial by fire kind of storyline for this still sort of newish spy character, you know, that's coming into his own. But um, yeah, I didn't really think about that. That's a good point. And this is also um, just looking back at these scenes and talking about like how well dressed these characters are by virtue of like the, you know, the Kingsman shop and all that. I, I feel like I'm easing into another midlife crisis because I look at this and I'm like, I'm I'm getting close to 40 and I still dress like a middle school skateboarder, kind of. And, uh, you know, like, isn't every man supposed to have like a tailored suit at this stage <laughs> in the game? I mean, like an unwritten rule. What about Burlington Coat Factory suit? <laughs> I have. So uh, I'm going to tell you something I learned. OK, this is. This is Masters of the Cinematic Universe's free fashion tips from someone who doesn't understand fashion. But I do know this. When you get a bespoke suit 
custom made for you at a place such as the Kingsman or whatever the real world equivalent is. The difference is that the material isn't glued together. It's like really sewn together. So when you buy a suit off the rack, it's glued together. And that's why it's so fucking hot and uncomfortable. And when you're at a wedding and you look like a, a, a juggalo going to, uh, you know, court. <laughs> That's why it's so fucking hot because you're covered in glue. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I'm sorry. I uh, listen. I spike stripped you for once, but goddamn it. <laughs> Assumably, it was going to happen eventually. Assumably, we're going to get one of these. <laughs> Holy fuck! So Merlin brings Eggsy to a vault where they can ex- exact or enact the Doomsday Protocol. Uh, when they get down there, he pulls out his Kingsman little trinket and puts it in the wall, and we get this cool little National Treasure type fucking wall opening into a safe. Um, and they open the safe to find a bottle of whiskey <laughs> by the Statesman. Statesman whiskey. Um, as they drink it and kind of go through a little bit of memories and drink towards their fallen, you know, brother brothers. <laughs> they brothers. Uh, they uh. They realize, uh, well, Eggsy realizes that they're going to Kentucky because he sees a Kingsman logo on the K in Kentucky. And uh, this is where we're going to take our first break before we go to Kentucky with them. All right, bruv. We'll see you in the next slide, bruv. Do you know anyone with a birthday? Get them some custom art at artofericpabone.com. Want to impress your significant other on your anniversary? Skip the wilted flowers in the dirty CVS teddy bear. Commission a custom family portrait at artofericbabone.com. Maybe you're just like me and you like unique pieces of art celebrating your favorite films, comics, and pop culture. Head to artofericbabone.com and shop till you drop. And don't forget, MOTCU listeners get special discounted pricing on all custom art. Don't pay some cookie-cutter bullshit from Hobby Lobby. I'm pretty sure child labor was involved in that painting of a cow you just had to have. Be a hero and support local art at artofericbabone.com. 